0: Welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number 108. Uh, yeah, this is like take three, according to Hunter, because he kept having to start and stop his recording. because we We're just talking about ski
1: jackets, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> try take five, but yeah. Uh, okay, well, at any rate, Hunter, what you drinking? I'm so glad you asked, because I'm really excited to crack this one. Uh, I've had it already, but I just really like it. Um, a lot of times recently, I feel like I've had beers that you guys, or at least one of you two would probably not like. This one, I'm pretty sure you both would. This is the uh, Aslan Brewing Co. TT Sour. Uh, mm-hmm. Aslan. <laughs> yeah, I keep, I keep wanting to say TT, <laughs> but no, it's TT. Um, this is made by the same people who make uh, volcano sauce, if you guys didn't recognize that. Um, sour ale brewed with banana, blackberry, kiwi, lime, and pineapple. And so it's kind of your typical, like, you know, citrus and berry sour. Um, but it's just really well done. Um, you know, very
1: tropical. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really great mix. And, you know, if you, I'm not going to say it's exactly this, but if you have volcano sauce without the like, you know, dairy creamy side, like That's a good starting place to like picture what this tastes like. It, it's it's great mm-hmm. and definitely one of the best sours I've had this year.
1: That sounds directly up my alley and I wish I had that yeah. in front of me right now. <laughs> that, that's what I was saying. Both of you guys would yeah. definitely like this.
2: I, I can't believe you weren't confident that I, know, that I knew what Aslan was, Hunter. Oh, I 100% didn't. So I, I was oh. putting it like 80% odds that you would think of it and like yeah. 15 that Jake like, would. It's literally around the corner from my parents' house. Well, all all I know is that when I had the volcano sauce the first time, you then didn't remember that when you came and you were like, when you were in D.C. when the first time Mm. we met, you're like, oh, dude, you got to try this volcano sauce. And I was like, (laughs) I had that on podcast like a year ago. (laughs) It's
0: it's hard to keep track of the names of all like the beers you've had on pod, you know? Like, I can't even keep track of all the names of the beers I've had on pod.
1: Mm -hmm. You guys Um, have beers on pod? sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> crazy tequila when you're not here chase yeah <laughs> what do you what are you drinking today chase uh well i've been keeping a couple beers in my fridge for this week because i got them for free from work um and uh i would i didn't want to go to the like brewery or to the liquor store to buy beer so i've just been saving them and drinking other shit um so i'm drinking a uh, nelson brewing company uh face plant winter ale now this is one that I think Cass would uh dislike entirely. Uh, Hunter might like it, and I also don't like it. Um, <laughs> it is described as an easy drinking homage to a winter warmer with roasty hints of chocolate and molasses. Save your face plants for ski. God yeah, damn so they're they're I good.
2: would I, I would really want to try that. That sounds very much up my alley. That
0: is not my kind of beer
1: yeah i read i read the can there's another reason why i was saving it all week is because i really Really? wasn't looking forward to having it um Mm. and you know it is not as bad as i thought but it's an ale not a stout it's an ale if it was a stout i wouldn't have even taken them from work Um, (laughs) i mean chase you know the rules yeah free beer cold beer my beer unless it's a stouter porter
2: (laughs) 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 oh man See, see, it's really funny that that's the beer you brought, because I was deciding between this beer and another beer that I'll probably have next week, which is a uh, hazelnut and chocolate stout. Um, And that beer, when I saw it at the store, uh, it was like hazelnut chocolate imperial stout. And it says that along like the bottom of the can. And when I saw it in the store, it was so long that it was like wrapping around and I just saw that it said hazelnut chocolate imperial. <laughs> I didn't see the stout, so I thought it wasn't a stout. And then I was, I'm cracking it open. I'm like, oh, this is definitely a stout. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I enjoy them occasionally, but definitely was more excited about it when I thought it wasn't one. So, like, the beer that you have seems like a similar kind of, you know, chocolate and molasses versus chocolate and hazelnut, but similar kind of vibe, but actually even more up my alley being the ale, uh, you know, the ale version of that.
1: Yeah, the ale is its only saving grace. It's uh, yeah, you can still taste like it, a very aley flavor. Um, it reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of the chestnut ale from Whistle Brewing Co., which, of course, Hunter you have not had, but Cast definitely has. I like that one. Um, it's it's a little bit like you know that's that's very y and sweet. This is yeah. sweet and like darker, like molasses tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, so not quite that. I think you wouldn't like this one as much, but yeah. it is sufferable. So I, I will uh, I'm going to drink it, mm-hmm. and I could see how people who would like that kind of thing might like this beer. Um, it's just not not really up my alley.
0: Yeah, I I used to like the chestnut ale way more than I do now. Oh and yeah, I used like to really like that beer.
1: When I first started drinking beers, they like the Whistleblowing Chestnut Ale is a like winter ale that is available in BC just all the time, mm-hmm. and it is very sweet. And is a beer, and so it's like it's like having a dessert beer. Yeah, kinda. Um, it, it just it just tastes very good if you're like new to drinking beer and you haven't been introduced to sours yet. So you don't really like, uh, yeah. you know, you don't really like beer taste, but you you don't know that sours exist. So <laughs> what you're drinking is this chestnut ale, and it's quite good for that kind of person.
0: Hmm. Yeah. No. I. Yeah, I I like the Chestnut Bales. They're they're fine, you know? And, like... Okay, BC in general has gotten way, way better with having good, like, beer selection on tap when you go out to, like, not a
1: pub. You know? Like when you go to a a restaurant and they have beers on tap? Yeah,
0: right. Like, if you go to a restaurant or just, like, you know... Even, like, a somewhat, like, nicer bar, but, like, beer isn't really their thing, you know? It's, like, a Mm -hmm. bunch of places like that are getting better at having decent beers on on draft nowadays. Uh, But, like, back when I first moved to BC, that was very much not really the case. Like, there's no way you're getting a sour. That was out of the question. Uh, And, like, for the most part, it was, like, shittier, not great beers. Um, unless you went to like a pub, pub. But now I feel like, and back then I feel like the chestnut ale was a common pick during the winter time that most places had on draft, and so it was always like a safe pitcher to get, or like it was always there as like a fallback option. So got I feel like it. me and a couple of the other of the other guys ended up drinking that a fair amount when we'd go out, and there wasn't a lot of good selection. And on top of that, it's a pretty inoffensive beer. So like, it's not like you're going to run into a situation where like, say we were to go like if I were to go out to a pub right now with the rest of my house and try to order a pitcher, it's like Tony would dig the beer selection that I would go for. But the rest of my house might not be like, oh God, no, like not a chance for drinking that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas like the chestnut ale is like, nobody's going to be like, oh, absolutely not. Like
1: we're not yeah, it it's up. just not, it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this, this Nelson Brewing Co. beer is also, it's a 6%, which is, you know, it's not high, but it's higher than I would expect a beer like this to be. Um, so it, it definitely has a bit of a kick, which maybe is why it got its face plant name. Mm. I see, I see.
0: Jasper? Yeah, I am drinking, I want to say this is Dylan's but it's not at all how I would spell Dylan. It's D-I-L-L-O-N apostrophe S.
1: Yeah, that is a somewhat common way of spelling Dylan.
2: Oh, okay, is it?
1: Specifically as a last name, I think. That's what I was thinking, not as a first. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
0: I had never seen Dylan spelled like that, but I, I was like, I can't even mentally shenanigans another way to pronounce this, so... Okay, I don't I'm think you would Dylan. have to.
2: I think
1: that's just so no, no. It's, <laughs> pretty, it's pretty straightforward that that mm. says Dylan's. Yeah. Well,
0: it says I've like, only ever seen Dylan spelled the other way, and so I was like, okay, whatever. At any rate, <laughs> small. It's a small batch distillery, um, and this is a gin cocktail in a can. Um,
1: a I'm trying to see if I
0: can find the English side because I'm on the French side. Okay, there we go.
1: Ooh, Canadian problems.
0: I know. Uh, So it's like, it's blackberry and lemon with a dash of elderflower. Um, Sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, it's actually very good. Um, Yeah, handcrafted with uh, Dylan's gin, blackberry, lemon, dash of elderflower, and a big splash of soda. Uh, Tastes not too sweet. So, I ended up drinking a whole bunch of these yesterday, uh, and I very much enjoyed them. They're... They make a couple other flavors that I haven't tried yet, but this might end up being my go-to not beer.
1: Wow, that it. Yeah, yeah. that's saying something. Yeah, that's a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sucks that it's gin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I am genuinely unsure if I gave
0: you one of these and ripped their like, sharpie'd over the label, whether you'd know.
1: I probably would. Yeah. Um, He'd be like, why does well, yeah, have it, a could, it could be, be okay? Away?
2: <laughs> Something is up.
1: Like Um I wish that I liked gin. I just looked up this uh like Dylan's gin in in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um and it's this nice like lavender color. Yeah. Which is fucking dope. Like I'd love to have this bottle on my shelf. But oh, I would never well, open it.
0: Do you know Empress gin? Of course. Yeah.
1: Empress has a sick thing. Like the the fact that it like changes color is dope.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it ain't good gin.
1: But it looks cool and you it's can make a really so cool cocktail so if you fucking like fucking
0: cool. Yeah. Like it
1: it it just it opened up the world of like, you know, craft cocktail bars to like, you know, pour different things at the table and change the color of your like that's so yeah. sick.
0: Yeah. It, it it's Wait, a really, a really, really cool gin.
2: Empress gin. I'm looking it up, but what about the color changing?
0: Okay, so, like, if you add, like, in, like, um, like acid, so, like, lemon juice. Like, like yeah, lime, like lemon juice. It becomes, uh, like, almost, like, a cyan color.
1: It's, like, a purple color. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it starts as, like, a blue.
0: No, it starts and as then deep it, purple.
1: Or deep purple, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it changes color if you add acid. I
2: think I've seen this
1: in the store. That That's cool. It's, I'm looking um, it up
2: right now.
0: And yeah, if you if you search up Empress Gin cocktails like on Google Images, you'll see ones where people get like really creative with the color changing profiles uh to the point where you have like multiple different shades throughout like a single drink.
2: Yeah. Um Yeah, the flavor profile sounds really good too cuz it's black tea, juniper berries, butterfly pea blossom. I have no idea about that one. Grapefruit uh, peel and rose petals. That honestly sounds like an awesome flavor as well.
0: Oh, it's like the most beautiful gin Yeah, and makes the most beautiful cocktails, but man, I do not like the gin. Really? Yeah. Like, I remember I like, you know, I came into some money at some point back in like my second year and I'm like, I'm going to get a bottle. It's going to be cool. Like, mm. I was like, I was so excited for it. Like, it's a fairly expensive bottle. Not outlandish, right? But like, it's at the same price tier as like Botanist and like Hendrix. And like, compared to those two, it's not good.
2: I feel like the Hendrix, though, is like the entry level for like non shit gin. I don't know. Maybe that's just the selection around me, but I I, I don't often see a lot of gin that's available.
0: Bombay Sapphire is like fine.
2: I guess. I, I'm not a big Bombay I, Sapphire guy. I guess I'm, a, gin, I
1: guess I'm a slight gin, gin snob. I mean, that's the gin I've had the most of in my life, and it's only because I got really drunk at a party, and one of our roommates had, a, like, a handle of it, and I just started fucking chugging from that bottle. Is that why you don't like gin? Was that what experience ruined it? No, for no, you? no, I hated gin before that. I was just drunk enough I wasn't really tasting it, and I he handed see, me a I bottle. See.
0: Yeah.
2: Got it. So it went from um, bad to worse in terms of your gin experience that night.
1: Well, yeah, that was. I was just saying that that, you know, was the most gin I've consumed. Like, over over the course of my life, that night consists of probably 80% of my gin intake.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Oh my god, there's some
2: Sometimes cool recipes you know on the Empress like Gin, gin or... website here. There's a boozy raspberry Empress milkshake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know, like, they... And like, I'm sure if I... I've had, like, an Empress Gin, like, French 75 variation, at, like, uh, um, at, like, a nice, fancy restaurant before, because my mm-hmm. mom likes gin, so she ordered it, and, like, I tried some, and you know what? In that context, it was fine. Like, I, I feel like if you're gonna take that gin, and you're gonna go to, like, the mixology level, in terms of making, like, a very well calculated and crafted cocktail, like, it's probably fine, and it's really cool, like, with the colors and stuff. Uh, but, like, if you're going to make yourself, like, a GT and at home, like, for a G&T fraction at of the cost, yeah, like, uh, for, yeah. like, nowhere near that amount of money, I would rather just have, like, Bombay Sapphire. And at that same price point, I'd take Botanist and Hendrix over it any day.
2: Got it, got it.
0: Okay, but going back to this shrink here, um, it's quite good, and maybe it's just because, like, I like gin, so, like, I can't necessarily taste the very ginny part that Chase would not like. But it might be the same thing. Like, if someone handed me, like, a, a pre-made tequila cocktail in a can or whatever, it was mm-hmm. just like, ah, you can't even taste the tequila. I, like, I could probably take a sip of it and be like, ugh, tequila. Um, yeah. So maybe it's the same thing, but I, I don't really taste any of the gin in this.
2: Yeah, I feel like if, like, vodka, gin, and tequila, I feel like tequila has, like, the most distinguishable flavor. Oh, I like mean, I definitely think working. gin,
1: but that's because it's the one that I hate the most. Um, but it's also like it's so floral. So yeah, like the aftertaste well,
0: on this is somewhat. Yeah.
1: Different. Well, I mean, I feel well, like it, you can it have has elderflower elder on the can, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's an elderflower. Fla- oh, you mean that cocktail drink. in particular? Yeah. Okay. That yeah. cocktail in particular, but also like yeah. those kind of herbal, you know, floral notes is very common. That's that's, like, true. that's what makes gin gin. Yeah. So yeah. it's gonna taste like that.
2: I don't know. They, yeah. they, this stuff is really good, though. It's like if you have a cocktail with a chili garnish and it's not tequila. like It's, it, it's not going to happen. If
0: you find it out there, Trace, I'd, I'd suggest you give it a shot.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe I'll, uh, I'll make uh, Louise buy it, and then...
0: Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, like, worst case scenario, I was going to say, like, I know Louise will drink it, so...
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, moving on. Um, okay, I've got one major thing that I wanted to get through today, but we're going to... We're gonna hit a couple minor guys here uh, cool. to kick us off, kind of get us into the uh, the swing of things. Um, the first thing is, I like I like the idea of having some like built in mini games, almost like that have like some minor stakes to them. You know, like back in the day. In, like, for a best of one in CS to determine who got to pick which side you start on, you'd um you'd do, like, a knife-only round. And, like, whoever won that got to pick which side you start on. So yeah. Like, that'd be kind of cool if ranked had that. It'd take, like, an extra minute, maybe. Everybody just runs up mid and tries to kill each other with, like, uh, with your knife. Like, you don't get any abilities or anything. And then, yeah whichever team wins that, then, like, gets to vote on which side they want to start on.
1: So what you're saying is you hate starting on offense so much. Yes. You would rather, you know, have a reason that you started on offense. Yes. <laughs> you're not just going to mold at your teammates for inting in a knife fight. Maybe. And therefore you had to start on offense. But
0: I would put in the time to try and get better at knifing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I def- I think I've said this before, but I definitely feel like knifing is underutilized at, you know, all of the levels of Valorant, really, uh, largely just because, you know, when, for a variety of reasons, but like you had a lot of guns, especially the classic being the biggest one, you know, despite me talking about the classic being strong now, it was way stronger before. And also the knife was worse until about, I want to say, six months to a year ago when they made it a lot more consistent and longer range to it. So I think there's a lot of like times when a knife is actually at least a viable option that people don't even consider it just because of what they're used to.
1: Yeah, my brain just goes to shit when I run out of ammo. So like, if I can switch to my classic, I am happy enough. There is no yeah. way in the world I am thinking I'm going to switch to my knife and run it down right now. Oh, same here I, I'm
2: not saying that yeah. I'm you know the Giga brain person who can actually use the knife. I certainly am
1: not mm-hmm. i I think there's some untapped potential though but maybe a knife battle in in game would make you realize that there's some potential for it and see which yeah. situations it could be useful in in, in actual games.
0: Mm-hmm. The only times of I've, I've brought a knife to a gunfight has been accidental.
1: yeah you just that hit I can think of three or whatever.
0: Uh, well, no, in terms of, like, uh, the the one, like, the one knife that stands out to me the most in, uh, comp was, I thought we had won the round. Like, we defused the spike, I thought everybody on the other team was dead, it turns out there was a jet sitting sub Rosa, and I was just bunny-hopping up, cat, knife out, um, and jumped off the ledge, and just hit right-click, and killed the jet.
1: But I do I not remember that out. at all. I feel like I no, didn't see I, that clip I, I, Did you clip that? Because that's I'm amazing. I'm sure I did. I'm yeah. sure I clipped it somewhere. Uh, but, like, right.
0: I had... Like... Like, I had no idea that the jet on their team was still alive. Or maybe it was a KO or something. But somebody was still alive, sitting sub-Rosa. I had no idea they were still alive. I just had my knife out. And then I see them directly in front of me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And just hit right-click and kill. Them. <laughs> um. Yeah. The... Although... I think it was Tony who got a knife kill the other day on Bind. Um, That sounds familiar, yeah. And, like, it reminded me of this, like, very famous Cadian 1v4 clutch, uh, in which he started the clutch off by getting a knife kill. Um, And it ended up being incredibly relevant that he went for the kill with the knife instead of with his, uh, like, gun. Because uh, he of had,
1: ammo concerns? No, no, he had
0: a pistol, but if he killed the guy with the pistol, the op would have fallen off the ledge he was on, and he would not have been able to recover it. But because when you knife somebody, if you don't have a primary weapon, it immediately enters your inventory.
1: Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Right? So,
0: it would end... And, in uh, like, Cadian was interviewed afterwards, and he was saying, he's like... Uh, some commentator was just like, yo, that was so smart of you to go for the knife there so that you would just get the op instead of having to, like, go pick it up off the ground after you shot him with the pistol. And he was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I just wanted the money so that I could buy an op the next round. <laughs> he got the, if we the best
2: version, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he's like, I literally just wanted the extra money, uh, which in CS is a thing if you get a knife kill, you right. get, like, an extra 2,000 credits or whatever. But, like, um, 2,000? It's, or maybe it's a 1,000. It, it's a very high number. Wow, what the
1: hell? It's some, something to incentivize knife, knife kills.
0: Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, like, Valorant doesn't have that, so there's no reason to knife somebody aside from the fact that you immediately get their gun. And, like, that happened to Tony, and, like, Tony immediately just whipped out the Vandal and I think got another kill with it. And I was like, oh, that's actually, like, that worked out really well there, because if he had shot, I think it was the rays. I think if he had shot the rays with his Classic, um, the gun might have not just fallen into his inventory, and he'd have to then go and pick it up, mm. and then equip it, and then take a duel. Obviously, it depends able- on
1: the situation, because it, like you're going to be able to kill somebody with a Classic from greater range, maybe you could run up anyway and grab the Vandal in time. But Instead as soon of sneaking as you, up on somebody?
0: Right, I guess, but, like, as soon as you kill somebody, right? Like, it was outside of U-Haul, right? Like, towards a Other
1: people know that you're there, and they're going to to Yeah, other people know that you're there, it, and it, are going to try to Yeah. yeah. Depends on um, where people are positioned, though, like...
0: Right. It's like, yes, maybe he could have gotten the kill with the Classic, had time to go and collect that gun, and then get ready for a duel, but, like, you know, seconds matter.
1: For being all yeah. sneaky, beaky like, then yeah. it's just more time for you, I guess. But mm-hmm. also, way more time for them to turn around and shoot you in the face.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When you were mentioning uh, iconic, classic moments in comp, I just thought of—I'm sure you guys remember this because you were in the game, and I showed you the clip after uh, when we were playing on Ascent. And I, uh, as Yoru, I bought Frenzy and Clone. I pushed into Ascent Garage on defense. And I turned to trigger my clone um, and f- fat fingered, uh, instead of pressing F, I fat fingered G through my classic on the ground. And then at that point, the enemies were swinging. So I had to just TP out. So I TP'd out with no weapon. Um, <laughs> and then later in the round, was able to hop up to highway and knife someone in the back who wasn't paying attention. And then I ended up clutching out the 1v1 with uh, someone else's frenzy. But
0: yeah, yeah I don't remember that round, but that's kind of pretty sick. Yeah, yeah it was, it was um, fun.
1: Yeah, just being in the middle of a clutch scenario where you're like, I don't have a gun. Well,
2: just to be mm-hmm. clear, I I, I don't want to make the clip sound even cooler than it was. That it wasn't a clutch scenario when I got the knife, it then turned into one after that. Okay. Yeah. But, but still, yeah. like
1: TPing out and then being like, ah, shit. Right. I <laughs> literally just had a knife.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I've, um,. Like, that happened to me, like, sometimes as, like, chamber,
1: mm-hmm. when I
0: TP out of somewhere, and I go to recall uh, my TP that's on the ground. This was back when um, you still had two TP anchors. So, I like, got TP back to safety. I'm trying to recall my my TP, and then, um, I'd, yeah, I'd fat finger G, and then just throw yeah. my gun on the ground and be like, ah, okay, I guess I gotta go pick that one up now. But it was usually in a pretty safe scenario. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, sometimes it'll now happen to me a cipher when I'm triggering a cage. I'll also fat finger G. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, ah, oh, fuck. I need to go collect my gun.
2: Yeah.
0: And It's not always the safest scenario.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I just, fat like,
1: fingering's the worst. Yeah. I, I accidentally, the other day, like, I, I won out of clutch. Yeah. It, time was low. I ran to the spike and I accidentally hit R. Mm. Oh. Instead of four. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was the time.
2: Oh, you lost by, like, 0. 0.2 seconds or yeah. something? Like that, like, that
1: was it. <laughs> well, oh, you it was lost it You for your gun to real right? No, I just then hit You could immediately four. hit four. Huh, okay. But, yeah, it, but it like like my brain takes a second Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I, also, I, I ran past the spike because of it, because my finger didn't come off of W. Mm. Uh, right? Yeah. Like when you run up to Spike, my finger was on W and I went to hit four. I didn't stop and start defusing. Oh, I so see. I ran past. I oh, somebody been like around for a full and second hit of four. time that you yeah. lost there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's brutal. I'm sure your team was like, what the hell is that doing? I mean, I, w- I, I just tried to play it off. I w- it was a solo queue game, I'm pretty sure. And I was just mm. like, nah, I didn't get it, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so,
0: man. Oh, is there. Like, is it possible to attempt to start a defuse, or I guess just be on Spike, as soon as you get to the threshold of, oh, this is no longer defusable, and live?
2: Well, what do you mean by this is no longer defusable? Like, how... Like, I would I'm out say of time. no. Like,
0: I'm on top of Spike, right? Like, no. I'm currently standing on top of Spike. We have just crossed the threshold where... I cannot
2: defeat. Oh, so there's less than seven no, and you, half seconds n- left. Is what? There's thinking. no
1: way you have enough time yeah. to run away from spike radius. Seven seconds? I, I don't know. I'm not
2: sure. Like, uh, I, I, part of it as well is like, how precise are you? Like, could are, are you precise down to you know point two seconds where you could get there, realize that there are seven point three seconds left on the spike, and then have that right. time to run away? But like, realistically, you're just going to be attempting it at that point. In most games. yeah. Like,
0: I, like I'm saying, like, let's say you know the exact animations, because people have told me there is some visual indicator that lets you know whether you can do it or not. And they're like, oh yeah, it's when like one ring hits another ring, and like that's lost on me. I have no fucking clue. Um,
2: I used and, like, to I'm know that. And I've videos it, trying yeah. to
0: explain it, and I still don't understand what people are talking about. But um, thinking like could me ne- like obviously map geometry is relevant here. But, like right. could neon get away? I feel like neon okay. absolutely
1: I'm doing can get I'm doing math literally. I'm doing some fucking research right now
0: okay, mm. like I know that I know omen can obviously alt to get out of there jet can
2: dash yeah like but like would the dash give you enough distance i I think I think assuming you are precise if you have let's say seven seconds so you have a half second yeah. of wiggle room, okay. I feel like seven seconds is enough for anyone with a mo- mobility ability to get out mm-hmm. that's purely based off of intuition, but I I feel somewhat confident. I think
0: it is, it is, like, fairly unlikely Jet has a dash at that point in the round. I don't know, maybe you just got your two kills to get it back.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, you just got your two kills, you're the last one alive, you just don't. Yeah,
0: yeah, the last one alive. Like, maybe, I'm trying to think, like, is TPing as Omen faster than just running due to, like, start and end frames
2: uh it, it is still faster to TP as long as you're using it like close to max range okay yeah so like with an omen double TP I wonder if you could I, I then like I, my gut feeling is that a double TP is never what you would want to do in that scenario because I'm pretty sure the double TP would get you significantly more than outside the range of the teleporter meaning that you're Essentially, losing efficiency with the second TP.
0: Mm. Well, okay. Also, because it's a because it's a sphere, right? The higher up you are, you know, like the less yeah x distance away you need to be, right? And so I'm thinking like yeah. split, right? Mm-hmm. It's planted behind the TV on split. Like if you could TP or updraft up to heaven and then run towards vents or whatever, right? Yeah. Like I don't know how big the spike range is. when it's okay, here.
1: So when if you have a vandal or a phantom, it will mm-hmm. take you six and two thirds of a second to run out of the uh, of the spike radius with that gun equipped versus a knife. Yes.
0: Oh, so oh. anybody can just get out, no, no questions asked.
2: Yes. Yeah, because it's okay. presumably it's significantly less if you're just knifing out. It is close. But yes. Yeah,
0: and map geometry could fuck
2: you. Oh, absolutely.
0: But according, yeah.
1: according to the wiki, like like Vandal and phantom run speed are 5.4 se- uh, meters per second, and the psych yeah. uh, like radius is 36 meters.
2: Okay. Wow, I'm impressed that you did that math. That's, uh, mm. that's good stuff. So my gut feeling suppose- is confirmed. Because yeah. like, the thing is, with the 6 point something seconds, it, well, do, can you see what
1: knife run out speed is? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Six point seven five meters per, se- per second. So that gives us five point three seconds to run out. So you have a you have a two second,
2: um,
1: yeah. yeah, cushion there. Uh,
0: like you know if you're if you're that far off of being able to defuse.
2: I feel like you do if you've been able to like listen to the changing of the spike beeping. But if it's been a really chaotic scenario and like you know. You you just get the last kill and now you're on top. You know you're mm-hmm. close to spike. I feel like it could take a minute for your brain
1: to figure it out. Yeah, maybe like, if yeah, like I just know you have to you have to hit it a off. bit before the like fastest beeping stop starts. Yeah, so, like right. Very scientific. Fastest, but I feel Similarly, when yeah. the fastest beeping starts on the spike, then I I will know like, or I'll, I'll have an idea based on how long I felt like I had hit it before that on whether mm-hmm. or not I have. Like I have time or not? Okay, but I feel but like if you what get really to the is
0: is this
1: Yeah, what? what, you what how long to leave? I don't I know. Like, is it more than two seconds before that that I have to hit it?
0: I don't know, but like again, maybe maybe neon could get out at that point, but yeah. Either way, as Chase was saying, I would like there to be a reason that I'm starting on attack. Getting back to the original knifing thing here, like... Yeah. The other... Okay, the other thing that I'd be curious about is, like... Let's say that they brought this uh, this knife thing into the game, right? And, like, everybody gets spawned into, like, an ISO alt, but there are no barriers. Um, okay. And then, like, everybody has their knife, last team standing, wins... Let's say they get to vote on map. And then other team gets to vote on starting side. Would Breeze ever be fucking picked?
2: <laughs> oh, that's the segue. Okay, I can I, I see where you're going. I, I, um, have, I found very few Breeze... Okay, here's the thing. I feel like the Venn diagram of people who like Breeze now and people who used to like Breeze, there's, like, no overlap. And the diagram, the diagram of people who like Breeze now also doesn't exist. I, I, that's kind of how I'm looking at this. Well, yeah, okay. well, if one doesn't exist,
1: obviously there's no overlap.
2: <laughs> yeah, I realized that what, yeah. what I was trying to say in my analogy, were not really uh, matching there's at all. There's a point. Right, right. What, I, what I was trying to say is, is that point. Right, there's some people who used to like Breeze, and I feel like all of the people I've talked to who used to like Breeze, Dislike it now, or at least like it significantly worse. And I have also not found anyone who hated it before and now likes it. But that's that's what I was trying to
0: say. Okay. Yeah. Also, like I like I wonder how many maps would get picked, right? Like, like what would, would the game like? Just be like Haven
1: Ascent. I mean, like I think that it. There there are maps that people feel strongly about. And if you get into mm-hmm. like a 5 stack or even a random solo queue lobby mm-hmm. where there are five people who love fracture, right? Cuz we all love fracture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people hate fracture. Mm-hmm. But I think enough people love it that it would still get picked too. Yeah. So I think I think you would get like the classic I, I you'd get the classic maps like Ascent and Haven and you would get Bind and you would get Fracture.
0: And everything else would just never get
1: picked. Well,
2: I I think over time, there would be people who would get bored of, you know, those maps. And then start, you know, voting away from those.
0: Right. I I could see that. Yeah.
2: I also think it'd be interesting if they did a system where uh, there would be three maps randomly picked from the pool that you would, like vote which one of those you wanted to do mm, that would I force see. a little bit more variety but still allow you to pick I, away i was from also your,
0: thinking yeah. that like you could not pick the last map you voted on interesting so if like the last time we got the chance to vote i voted haven like i just wouldn't be allowed to vote haven this but what if
1: you weren't you didn't actually play haven
2: Like, I feel like you should yeah, still be, able to be to be, vote You kind Haven. of be penalized for your vote at that point. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: Last time your vote got selected, you can't mm-hmm. then vote for that map, right? So if I vote Haven, we got Haven. I now can't vote Haven again.
2: Yeah, I still kind of like the, the three map thing, though.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's just mm-hmm. a random three maps, and like, every time you queue into a game. Mm-hmm. And then you the entire lobby, all ten players, vote on it, whatever the, like... The choice is, is the choice. Yeah. yeah.
2: Because, like, the thing is, what the, I was thinking through what I was saying about people getting bored of a map, and let, let's say it was fully open and, you know, people start getting bored of Ascent and Haven. You know, people, if you could choose any map, people might say, oh, well, I don't want to play Ascent and Haven anymore. But if everyone has a different, like, you know, third and fourth favorite map, assuming everyone loves Ascent and Haven, and you got some people voting for Icebox and some people voting for Fracture, then there's still going to be a decent number of people who want who like Ascent and Haven still, and you're still going to play Ascent and Haven. So, like, by having it be, you know, you have these three maps that, that sort of, you know, can cause those mm-hmm. shifts in the meta to happen. It basically, shifts away from maps that people are tired of playing makes it a lot more doable to happen.
0: Yeah. I think it'd also be interesting if, like, if, like, there was, like, a little window where you got to, like, discuss with your team, assuming people are using mics and whatnot, uh, before you voted and just be like, okay, well, like, look, here's the deal. Like, I guess in my case, right? It'd be like, look, I play, like, Jet, Cypher, and, like, some Chamber, right? Like, I don't want to play. Icebox. Yeah. Like, I, I'm like, I don't want to play Icebox, you know? But, like, for, like, you know, say somebody's. I feel like you could kind of work it out with like what agents people are good at and enjoy playing. That like, oh, like you know what? Like, Find is actually a really good map for us. Yeah, just, I, like the agents work out well. I feel like there would know? need to
2: be a visual component of that as well, where you could like, you know, flag by your name on screen like two agents that you play because mm-hmm. I feel like that would take so fucking long to have a meaningful discussion. Yeah, about that. just see that also yeah.
1: seems too complicated. Like. Yeah. Okay, sure. So, I mean, to, like, I, think I, mean cool. I think to bring it back to yeah. what Cass was saying originally, like, you know, little mini games, I think, you know, each person should be uh, dealt a hand of six cards and uh, they have to discard two within the first 10 seconds. And whoever has the highest scoring cribbage hand after that, you know, gets to choose the, <laughs> the map. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if there was an People ISO bolt, but instead of, uh,
2: you know, uh, an aim duel, you just play it like a round of cribbage.
1: <laughs> yeah okay so you go out you you like load up colonist.io and you mm-hmm. play an entire game of Catan <laughs> yeah. and the winner of Catan gets to choose <laughs> the map the map for the next game. The round is just like totally over and there's just two
2: people away <laughs> in the alternate reality playing Catan. But I got longest road.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't, man
2: I, I just like
0: I like the idea that there's, like, minor things that you could do that, like, could then impact how your game goes instead of it just being a random drawn thing. Yeah. And, like, I I like what Hunter's saying in terms of, like, yeah, like, three maps come up, everybody votes on those three maps. And Breeze would never get picked, and I am totally Mm -hmm. fine
1: with that. And, like, you know, Riot could look at those stats. Yeah. Right? And then figure out which maps they need to change to, like, you know, better suit what people like to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously like there's going to be variation because every map I think will get chosen. Yeah. I think breeze will get chosen, but it's not going to be often. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like
2: breeze is going to get chosen in, it, most often in a scenario where uh, basically you have a couple people wanting each of the other two maps. So you have, you know, two people you, vote like, for split one. The map, vote,
1: like, yeah. Or actually probably like, uh, if, if, like
2: three, three uh, and four. Exactly, something like that. Yeah. Right, that's that's when Breeze is going to emerge the victor. But, like, I'm thinking about this, I legitimately think I would solo queue more often if that was how map selection happened. Because, like, you know, it just is such a downer when you, like, when I, you know, solo queue and now I'm playing Breeze or Ascent, and I just have a miserable a game where I play poorly and I'm not having fun. Like, I can You're you're
1: on Breeze and your team doesn't have any comms. And, like, like you're okay playing those shitty maps when you have a five stack. And you're, like, all chatting and having fun during the game. Like, I'm okay playing whatever map, even if I hate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we, like, lose 13 1. Like, who the fuck cares? I I had a good time. Um, But solo queuing, that feels so bad.
2: Right. But if I'm I'm playing Viper on Breeze and solo queue and, like, my team isn't entering well, so I'm just. You know, in Clutch Simulator the whole game. Like, you know, that's uh, not very fun.
0: There was a... I, I, I told Chase about this earlier, but, like, earlier this act, I've had two two of the best games, like, solo queuing, like, on Breeze, or this act, because, like, full comms, vibes were high, like, it, it was at the point where people were, like, ribbing the jet on our team for, like, whiffing some sheriff shots and pistol round.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just like ah, jet, you fucking suck, like <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. But it was like
2: good natured. You could tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, in. In.
0: And, like yeah. the jet was giving it back. Like no, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm just warming up. We're just, we're just getting into it. Like don't worry, I'm gonna top frag this game. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, and like I, like I knew as soon as this round was over, like we are winning this game. Yeah, like there, there's not a chance in hell. Yeah, just lose. the
1: vibes were were too high yeah. to lose. Um,
0: and yeah, we dumpstered the other team. Like. I think the game ended, like, 13-6. And, like, five out of those six rounds they won were because we fucking inted.
2: Yeah. Like, you we made like we that. made a
0: five-man push-out A on defense one round.
2: Yeah. I was gonna say Halls, like, but I think Halls was still closed at that time.
0: Yeah, Halls was still closed. But, yeah, we just, like, five-man pushed-out A because a bunch of us ended up on A-site per round They're like, ah, shit, we should, like, probably rotate over. And someone's like, nah, fuck it, we ball. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those games are just fun. Like, but they're so few and far between.
0: I know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then yeah, I had another game on Breeze where yeah, just like again, like vibes were pretty high. Not quite as high, but like vibes were pretty high. And it ended up being a really close game. We made like a pretty big comeback to end up winning. But it was just like yeah, like I don't like this map, but like this was a fun game. You know, like. Yeah, it was good. I, I also like and like I noticed this when we like play premiere uh, and whatnot because obviously it's all five of us in the lobby actually caring about the result of the game and wanting to work together to win it. Yeah. Um. But it, it's very rare in like solo queue or even in like when like two or three of us queue together and we're playing games that like you get like timing kind of comms from. Uh, True. From like the rest of your team, right? Like. There was one round in that game where I was working up mid on on um, Breeze, and one of the other guys who was dead was just like, yo, Cypher, like, you've got the timing. Like, you can push up double doors right now. Mm-hmm. Like, all three people are focused on the people A caves, Like, you've right. got this timing. Go for it, right? And it's like, that's not really something that I can tell myself, even if I see everybody on the minimap. Like, you don't I know where they're looking. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that they're all focused on the guy caves, and the guy who's caves is dealing with three people shooting at him.
2: Right. He doesn't yeah. have time to fucking calm that. Um, he certainly doesn't know where you are on the mini-map at that point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, he probably shouldn't know where I am on the mini-map. Right.
2: He does, <laughs> that's a problem. Dude. Yeah.
0: If, like, nor should he be calming. He should be focused on trying to win the gunfight. Yeah. And so, like, it's obviously really nice in that scenario to have, have a third party who's dead and can see where we both are, um, just being like, yo, like, you got this timing. Like, go, go, go. Um, or just calming, like, hey, like, I could get it, you're trying to be stealthy on the work or whatever, but, like, whoever it is, like, right, Titty? Like, it needs help. Like, you gotta speed it up, even if you give away your location. Uh, like, just things like that that end up being, like, really nice and is not something that, like, even if I had a fucking third eye that could be staring at the entire, like, mini-map like, all around, it's like, I wouldn't necessarily be able to get that information.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just just for the people who are screaming at their, like, phone right now, um, for the last ten minutes, being um, can you run out of the, uh, the spike timer once it's, like, well, can you run out of spike once it's hit the last beeping stage? Uh, the answer is no. Okay. What?
0: Huh? Like when it hits the very fast cadence
2: of beeps.
1: Yeah, you have five seconds. And so as Neon, oh, yes. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Okay. Neon, yes. I get it now. I thought you were saying Everybody that you like going at, yeah. saying the opposite of what
2: we said mm. before. I was
1: so confused. But no, yes. no, I I was I was saying for the mm. people that knew that those that the like final cadence of beeps was five seconds, which I'm sure is a substantial portion of people that aren't us. Um I would have guessed five if I had to guess.
0: But only if I had to guess. I wouldn't have known it yeah. was
1: five. <laughs> yeah, just just I had to say that because
0: mm-hmm.
2: as there's like that. Yeah, the last it like goes a, from yeah. four beeps per second
1: to eight beeps per 2nd mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, getting back to Breeze. I've got some ideas for why I think it's a shit map. And I'm not saying I've got ideas for how to change it necessarily to make it better, but I've got a few. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that the map actually functions totally fine in pro play, or even potentially in a premier game. Um, but for the average length ranked, ranked lobby, the reason why I think this map ends up feeling like utter dog shit is you have caves, halls, the door that leaves from halls, which we're going to count as a half venue to site because. You give an audio cue when you open that, mm-hmm. right? So what's... I'm going to count on my fingers, and then I'll subtract a half of one afterwards. Uh, you have double doors, nest, tunnel, and, um... and B-Main. Right? Yeah. So you have seven different avenues for people to get to somewhere relevant on the map, and there are five people. In the game. Defend. And so the Huh? Five defenders. Yes, there are five defenders who then have to watch six and a half avenues. Now that can be alleviated by making use of a sentinel, right? Such as Cypher. Cipher can trip up B main. You don't need to worry about that until well, it gets broken and or you hear a jet or a Yoru or raised updrafter, shenanigans, whatever, to get in. Um, and then the Cypher having two trips could then go ahead and maybe put the other one Halls. Now, the only problem with that is where the fucking barrier is. The barrier in Halls does not enable you to trip anywhere remotely deep enough to cover the door that can be opened. And it's even so far back in Halls that the enemy team can push through Really far to the point where they can see your entire CT and anybody, like, coming over from Nestor. Yeah, whatever.
1: like, they, they can't get to bridge, but they can see every fucking thing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there there have been multiple times, like, that we've been playing recently when Halls has been back open. That, like, I'm like, okay, you know, like, we gotta trip Halls, whatever. And I'll, like, rotate over to the other site, and I'll just be shot by somebody who's pushed up next to the trip. Yep. Like, and I'll be rotating through our fucking spawn. Like it does, mm. like they can see fucking everything, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I thought that was tripped." Oh, it was tripped, but it's so deep yeah. that it doesn't even matter that there was a trip there. Yeah,
0: yeah, like it, it matters in terms of like catching late flanks and rotates, right? When it's like, "Oh well, we're trying to defuse the spike." A, I don't know where the enemy ko is. Right? It's like, well, okay, well, I don't need to worry about him wrapping all the way to my bridge at this point. Because that part's tripped off. He can't, like, he literally can't be at bridge or whatever. But, like, yeah, for the most part, it's like... I don't know. It's like, based on where the barrier is, I can't trip anything off really, effectively, in halls. And wasting somebody to watch halls is really annoying. Um, and then a bunch of the other ones, like, uh... Like, a bunch of the other, like, Cypher Trips that aren't A-Main or... uh, You couldn't trip off A-Main at the start of the round if you wanted. Like, because of, again, where the barrier is. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah,
0: like, before the round. So it's like... And then if you do it after the round starts, the enemy team can see you put your trip up and then insta-shoot it if they're there. Right. So that doesn't do you a whole lot of good either. Um, And then also the problem with that is, like, based on where you need to be when the round starts. Like, any Cypher setup that requires you to throw something after barrier drop designates that you have to be in a certain location when the barriers drop. Right. Which, for a Sentinel, is quite unideal.
2: Especially um, Sentinel with a global u
0: Yeah. And so, like, which leads me into my next point, which is a Viper and Cypher are almost mandatory on that map. Yeah. Like, there, there's no other map in the game that I'm convinced we lost in Agent Select.
2: Well, I, I would I would push back slightly because Ranked is such a crapshoot sometimes that I, I don't think we've definitely lost, but I totally get what you're saying. That you think not that you so have much a disadvantage a going in. Right, yeah, it's the biggest yeah. swing based on Agent Select, for sure, of any map.
0: Right, it's like on any other map, right, someone makes an off-meta pick, right? Yeah. Like, there's a Phoenix or maybe a, a Deadlock or whatever. It's like, you know what, like, maybe they're cracked on Deadlock or Phoenix. You know? Or, like, a Neon pick. It's like, hey, maybe they're really fucking good at Neon, like... Yeah. Like, I like on any other map, when somebody makes an off-meta pick and then we don't have the more meta agent because of that, it's like... You know, it's like, all right. You know what? That, this is this is fine. Maybe they're really good at that agent, and they can play at a level which more than offsets them not making a meta choice.
2: Are you trying to say that Deadlock's uh, sonic sensors uh, are not a good alternative to Cipher Trip to watch the halls lurk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) absolutely yes (laughs) but like just in general right like on
0: any other map in the game you get in a non meta quote unquote unideal team comp, and I'm like this is most likely fine so long as we've got smokes yep right like so long as we've got smokes we can make this work um and that's just not the case for Breeze
1: yeah, I mean, going back to a bit of a point you made earlier, which is, well, you said six and a half entrances to site mm-hmm. or avenues, I guess, um, on on Breeze. Um, there, And there being five players, right? Obviously, the six and a half, it works kind of both directions. Um, maybe six in both directions, you know, if, if there are places for somebody to lurk up to, like if yeah. they're playing defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that case... If, if you, have a, you have a sentinel, you're able to block off one of those, you know, control one of those. Then there is one person per other avenue if you were spread out entirely. Yeah. Right? Which means that you are always going to be easily overwhelmed on defense or susceptible to a, a flank or somebody at a not-watched entrance on offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas pretty much every other map has enough that you can double up somewhere. Even Haven, a three, you know a, a three-site map, has five entrances to site, five avenues. Where if yeah. you have a sentinel, that makes it four, and you can easily you can double up somewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's almost more like four and a half. Because if you take like a lobby control by peeking from long or from short, and no one's there, you have one person controlling both of those avenues.
1: Yeah, I'd say four point
2: seven five. <laughs> sure, sure, we can compromise on that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but yeah, like, like at least, you know, there's places where you can double up and have enough utility that you could call in rotates and stuff like that. But if you're one person per Avenue, like you're going to get run over by three people pushing mm -hmm. that Avenue. Yeah, and I
2: I think part of that as well is uh, I fully agree with what you're saying about the comparison to Haven, but to add on to that even more retakes on Haven are very interesting and competitive, whereas I feel like retaking on Breeze really sucks.
0: Oh yeah, I was gonna get into that in a second. Yeah. That's like my next point here. But like, yeah, along the lines of what Chase is talking about, right, it's like, I feel like in, in professional play or whatever, you can understand that based on how like, your team as a whole understands that based on how you're playing, right? It's like, oh, let's double up mid, and we know that caves is not being watched, right? And therefore, based on whether we got contact in mid or not, and we have to fall back, it's like we have to be ready for someone to be be pushed up a. But I right. feel like, it, and it's very common in uh, in professional games for teams to either double up or triple up off barrier drop, right? Take um take Lotus for example. You often see three people start the round. Denying the enemy team rubble control on A. And then Mm -hmm. after the util dump is done and you get somebody pushed up to where they have control over that, then everybody falls back off. Right? It's like, oh, well, we left B open at like the very start of the round, but like we now know we have A control, and then we'll send our sky to like re clear B and guarantee that nobody's pushed up into that.
1: Um, Lotus is a three site map with three avenues onto site. Yeah.
0: Three and a half, the door.
1: Which door? Even so, if you if, if you're taking rubble control, because yeah. you can effectively, if you have three avenues onto site and a sentinel a, as defenders, you can have three people take lobby or like rubble control quite easily. Yeah, and have the rest of the map covered.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think the the thing with Lotus. Uh, having that breakable door and the rotating door between B and C, like, the advantage the attackers are given is that, or like, the trade-off is that, like you're saying, there are fewer avenues into sites. However, your rotates between sites are Are much fucking faster than the defenses. So I feel like Lotus, especially at a professional level, is about manipulating the defensive rotations. Because you just win on timings um, between getting between the different sites and whatnot.
1: Yeah, if you can pull people off effectively. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, whereas, like, on Breeze, everybody has a shit rotation.
1: No yeah, one everyone has a rotation. shit rotation. Yeah, um, and the whole thing with Breeze is that it, it works for offense, too. Like, it sucks on offense because mm-hmm. something's open. Yeah. and uh, uh, Even if you truly default, you're still at at that same scenario where there is one person holding each angle or each avenue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which especially
2: at the ranked level when you're not stacking like Cass is talking about, it can just be very frustrating when you and your teammates aren't on the same page in terms of how you should handle that.
1: Well, yeah, and if somebody loses a one, then you've lost a ton of map control.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, that's
2: it, yeah, yeah. And something to kind of add to that whole idea uh, is that contesting each of those lanes is particularly awkward on breeze. Particularly, I've be- said particularly twice in the same sentence. I hate myself. Uh, basically, the different Why you hate variety uh, I, it really bugs me to no end <laughs> when anyone uses like the same word twice in like a very short period of time, like the song no, just, uh, sure. My, Ho- uh, "My House" by Flo Rida. I hate the fact. That he talks about champagne in two different contexts, twice in the same short song. Why couldn't you have picked a different alcohol the second time? <laughs> it pisses me off. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, random aside, that like, the, the biggest thing I think of is if like you push through elbow from the attacker side, and you know now you're exiting elbow into top mid. Now you have to take the dual nest tunnel, and then back behind you towards mid doors. And it is just the wackest shit ever. It's like very valuable to do, but requires some, you know, really good coordination with your team and util in order to do that with any amount of safety.
0: Oh, I get so many free kills from sitting double doors and people pushing up like elbow into like to go to split B into tunnels.
2: Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Especially
0: like when I have an op, mm-hmm. I've been staring at bottom mid. Okay. Like I've cleared bottom mid. Nobody's nobody's come up bottom mid. And yep. then I get the calm that, like, oh yeah, like two elbow, two elbow, right? It's like, yep. I can pretty safely give up on bottom mid here, and put my op on elbow, and yeah, I get a lot of picks that mm-hmm. way because like it's an awkward duel for them to have to take. Yeah, because and they're
1: you... they're worried about nest and then turning and tunnel. That angle yeah, into right. tunnel. Someone could yeah, switch right? into tunnel at any point, and so they're not thinking, oh, back behind me by a mile is this other <laughs> no, angle right. onto the yeah. other site that sees me right now.
0: Yeah, and then like the like the other thing with that is like obviously that's like to a slightly lesser extent on the attack side because it's fine to give up a given avenue and you're most likely going to be more grouped up than de- than the defenses, but at a non like on a non professional level, right? Like like take ascent for example, right? It's incredibly fucking common to have somebody playing B, somebody playing mid, somebody playing tree, and somebody playing A mate. And then I guess you got A floater, right? Yeah. Um Yeah, like there's there's never a circumstance, like even if I trip up mid, right? Like somebody's probably still gonna play there anyway in ranked like i could i could trip up both tree and market and like somebody's still going to be fucking playing in mid i guarantee it like the number of times that like i trip up either a or b and somebody pushes out anyway which like is fine like there's nothing necessarily like sure is it a bit of a waste of my utility perhaps but like you know that's just what the game is at a ranked level um right right but still everything is somewhat is is still covered in that context
1: Yeah, everything's covered, and it's so much so that somebody is like, I could push out of here. That's a place that's already covered by a person and trips. Mm -hmm. Right, and if they die, the map doesn't open up. Yeah. 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 Everything is still covered after that.
0: And, like, yeah, like, I don't, like, there's too many different avenues, not enough people, and not nowhere near enough possible communication at a ranked level. Like, and it's... Like, I'm guilty of this myself, even when we play Premiere. Like, I don't necessarily calm when I'm giving something up as readily as I should, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I should calm more often. Like, say I'm playing Tree on a set, right? And I hear a bunch of people come in A, and like, say Chase is playing on A, and I think he needs some backup. And it's like, I should calm! Hey, I'm giving up Cat! Or like, I'm giving up mid. Um and i i feel like i do sometimes but like i definitely can't say that i do that routinely
1: i mean in premiere i think that we are much better about it and specifically i'm thinking of split i think that we're really good at communicating who's covering mid on split yeah because it's such a common place to have a late lurk through Mm -hmm. um that you know if somebody is is vents and holding like at they typically are at the beginning of a round um I know it's very common for one of us to come, hey, I'm giving up mid, and then somebody from, like, B site will come and cover that.
2: Yeah, and the person from B heaven isn't going to overcommit because they know they're by themselves taking that fight if they do.
1: Yeah, so I think that we're actually quite good, at least on that map, at, at that scenario. Yeah. But, maybe, yeah, other other maps, probably less so. I think we're just good at split in general as well <laughs> as a Yeah, we're we're yeah. yeah, we're also just good at split. Mm-hmm. As much as I like am mad nah about that map. Yep. Yeah, awkward silence as our host has left the chat. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> and I was also I, I looking did, up premieres. i think take a
0: bit. Um, okay, but yeah, like speaking of on like split there, like. Obviously, that's one of Cypher's best maps. Even before Cypher got buffed and was meta, it was still a pretty good map for Cypher. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, yeah, I feel like in Premiere, I have yet to have a bad game on Split. Like, in in Ranked Lobbies, yeah, I have shit games on Split every once in a while. But, like, I feel like in Premiere, with that level of communication, and I'm just like, hey, like, you do not need to worry about Garage in the slightest.
2: Yeah, having you. Like locked down all b
0: of Raj. Is yeah, or like, or like when I have that cam on a right, it's like I will know as soon as someone comes a. Like right. until my cam sees anyone, nobody needs to worry about ramps a heaven b or like a main like none of that. Like I have all of this, um, like just off this cam. So long as I don't break it.
2: Yeah, and honestly, even if you... The fact that you do have multiple setups is great, but even if we literally just parked you on B every defend, every defensive half for the entire game, like, your the Cypher B hold on Split is so incredibly oppressive that, like, you know, it really just swings the map in your favor.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah, it's just... But, like, in Premiere, we have the level of communication to be like, don't bother playing ramps. Go right. help mid. Like, I have A, I will call for help if I need it. And if you're playing, like, the mid-side events, you can rotate over and get to heaven before they do. Like, I'll give you the info soon enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless they have a raise that's, like, double blast packing up into it. At which point, I will then calm that and be like, hey, your heaven's not safe. Um, Right. or, Or whatever, right? And so it's like... But if I'm in a ranked game... I guarantee you there is some motherfucker posted up ramps. Like, when I'm playing A in that context. Like, Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. Um, Same thing with B. Like, I'll, I'll have B, and, like, somebody will be also playing B and watching Garage from, like, even if they're playing Heaven, like, they'll be watching B main. And it's like, I... In Ranked, or sorry, in Premiere, like, we don't have that, because it's like, hey, like, I have B. You don't need to worry about this. Um, same thing too in terms of like wasting utility and stuff like that. Like there are a lot of times when like, like say like there'll be an omen who will see on his mini map. Oh my cam spotted three people B garage and then we'll drop a smoke there.
1: Yeah, which then negates your one way.
0: Yeah, like number one, it negates my one way. Number two, that's yeah, a I'm never guilty of smoke. that. yeah it's also like that like it wastes my smoke like or like it wastes your like this the smoke that you could be holding on because odds are i'm going to be able to stop them from pushing out and then they're going to rotate off having that smoke to use on ramen might be
1: pretty fucking useful um yep
0: okay but yeah okay so going but that's
1: also like a uh I mean, that that's the same comfort that's afforded to you because there's only three entrances to site. Three and a half, I guess, if you're, like, all right, close to four. But still, uh, I'm just thinking of A site there uh, okay. on Split. But it's so, so many less than the six and a half that we have on Breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to tie it back around to Breeze-sucking... Uh, yeah. all these other yeah, I hadn't really thought either. of it in this way before like i i yeah. thought okay of course there's a lot of avenues on site deci- on breeze, but like actually counting it and comparing it to the other sites and understanding how that like affects how you're playing defense and who can be watching what angles like that is significant
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: and like, and of
1: course them them closing off halls was their attempt to diminish that right yeah. So them closing off, I don't think it got better with halls closed. Then I thought the map just felt too constricted, like too constrained. Yeah. But there were still a, a like a, a there was a okay amount of avenues onto site because you're taking out one and a half there, so you still you have five. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, five is still a lot. Well, yeah, and yeah, I think it's, like, it's just, it's, you know, quantity
2: and quality here that I, I think the fact that there are just so many weird-ass fights that you have to take to go to traverse those five or six and a half with Halls.
1: Yeah, they're just, they're weird, they're weird avenues, right? That, yeah. And that's what makes it even the five bad, and then Halls opening back up just makes it way worse.
0: Okay, the other thing that I want to talk about, which Hunter kind of slightly got to, but is is retaking, right? Yeah. And I feel like the, the castle section of B-Site is a problem in its own right. From both sides of the coin. Both attacking and retaking. Yeah. Someone can genuinely just live in castle with way too much safety. And for way too long.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, that's a ridiculous thing too clear both on retakes and when you're attacking. And it's often very fucking coin-flippy the way in which it plays out, which I don't think is like even with like pretty good util usage. Um is someone can oftentimes just live back there and there's not a whole bunch you can do to unroot that. And when you're retaking, say you're retaking from CT, even if you know someone is back there, and you want to clear them out of that and take that fight, they can just deny you that fight for so long. And you need to be concerned, oh, well, what if they swing me from back What if they swing me from pillar? What if I get swung from main? What if they jump up yeah, and, on that box and swing me? Like, there's, there's so many fucking things that you have to be concerned about. And based off, and like, there's no way that you're going to have the util left at this point in the round to effectively do something about that. Potentially, a harbor wall, if you have that back up. So, potentially, you could throw a harbor wall all the way around that cuts off the entirety of castle and be made.
1: And then um, they could still push through your harbor wall wherever the fuck they want.
0: Yeah. Like, like that doesn't solve... It's like a Band-Aid issue temporarily, just yeah. so you can push up and take the fight that you want to take. But... Even yeah. then, as you're talking about, they can just push through it. Also, that wall enables them to just sit back there and waste even more time.
2: Yeah, and, and also, um, also the harbor wall is shorter than the viper wall, uh, such that you'd have to be pushed up pretty far to even throw a wall that would cut off a significant portion of castle as well as be main. Like That's still easier said than done, even with that.
0: Right. And then, like, I'm thinking that with, um, like, okay, before the change, right? There was just like a ramp slash stairs right there, and like the castle was split um and I feel like that was way fucking better
2: dude, I was just waiting to say that i I, I was <laughs> I was gonna say that's the worst change on Breeze so far that like it, it it was it's so much better having those steps in the middle rather than those incredibly awkward jump up boxes
0: and I feel like also like if they've removed that giant pillar and replace that with, like, a titty. That would be better, too. I don't know. Like, I feel like that that pillar is just, it being that geometry and just, like, a massive thing in the middle of sight is, again, awkward from both sides, and enables... I I guess that's, like, that's a problem that, like, both of the titties have as well, is, like... Is there can just be a whole lot of ring around the rosy going on, um, and yeah. especially on like chaotic sight hits, it's really hard to know exactly when and what the rest of your team cleared.
2: Yes, and yeah.
0: whether somebody could have snuck around and got a little timing right here. Um, and I feel like that's fair when we're talking about an entire fucking avenue. Right? Or somebody's using Util to play around to smoke and get some good timing. Like that, That's a fair aspect of it. But just by having the natural geometry of the map enable you to do that, it just makes it feel way too just random and doesn't reward you making good decisions all the time.
2: Yeah, I think th- I think in terms of that, I think the titties are a far worse offender just because they're massive and they're more, I guess, angles to to deal with. Especially, well, I guess the problem in that context
0: it. is there are two of them. But I'm saying, what if there was only one? What if well, it was a uniboop?
2: Well, I mean it's it's both it's both the fact that there are two, but also the fact that they're so huge because the ring around the rosy stuff that you're talking about, the time it takes to clear and coordinating that with your team, and then the delay potential as well when it comes to the retake scenario is much greater because they're so huge. Whereas, like, B-Site pillar, I actually... The pillar on B-Site is one of the things that I think is just kind of unique and interesting. Like, I don't think that's the main problem. I think the main problem is... I like is the round
1: geometry of it. So, I think that yeah. adds some interesting plays of, like, mm. where you plant versus where you're, like, visible from. Yeah. I kind of like that aspect and how it's unique. Um Because there are times where, like, you know, you need to plant because you don't have main anymore. You know, Somebody killed one of your teammates on flank, and so you can kind of easily you've you started plant. You can easily reposition so that you're not visible from that angle. Like it's a kind of it's a cool geometry that I, it doesn't really exist in any other map. Um, so I'm am okay with pillar as well.
0: Okay,
2: but that's it's fine. but I'm fully in agreement that castle is a problem. And I think if you made castle if you fixed castle, then I don't think the pillar would be that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, just yeah. reintroduce the stairs to the middle. I think that that's that's one thing that would help. But it's not... I mean, it doesn't solve everything. Mm-hmm. No, I think they should take out
2: some other boxes and simplify the geometry a bit as well. Just to make it much more straightforward
1: to clear it. The other thing yeah, what if I... it was the same level of as, a, as, like, the... Like, the plant area? And then you just had a... Instead of, like, stairs that went down in the middle, you just had, like, half wall, half wall.
0: Oh, I see. So you could just jump over that wall? But, like, you still needed to jump over it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and,
1: and there was a gap in the middle, even
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you're not protected by anything. Those, because so you just see just someone like... over the half wall. Yeah, yeah, you'd be able
2: to see someone there. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So the half
2: wall isn't yeah. really doing all that much besides impeding mobility at that point. Impeding yeah. mobility.
1: Maybe you can crouch behind it. At like, yeah.
2: I think the crouch behind it would be
0: even more oppressive.
1: You can crouch behind it, but like that. That's that's fine. And the only real cover you have then are the like taller c- corner pillars of castle. Yeah, yeah,
0: but like I'm saying I could just crouch behind that and then at any point I wanted, I can uncrouch and take a fight. Like there's yeah. on A site breeze, uh there's a particular cypher cage I use that I can stand on a, a little wooden railing and be crouched and covered by my cage and then at any time of my choosing uncrouch and take a gunfight. And like I think the I mean, Hunter saw this in the game that we played earlier, um, but the the brimstone on the other team was being a bit of a a doofus and dropped Spike uh, or like I killed the brim CT uh, of B site and had Spike and then was able to fall back into like yeah. spawn and but I had that classic cipher cam, B so as they were trying to push up and reclaim Spike. Like, I could see exactly when they were in the angle that was visible to
2: me. It was and the perfect setup. I, like, the perfect, like, you yeah, know, improv.
0: But, maybe. like, even not having, like, anything that I can uncrouch from and immediately take a duel. Like, I, I just had to swing around the corner. But just the, the knowledge of, I can swing and take this fight whenever I want. And I know that they are going to be visible in this angle. And they have no indication of when I'm going to swing. Yeah, is a massive fucking advantage. And it's the same reason that like I use that cipher cage um, on A-site as as somebody, if I get a comm that somebody's pushing up mid into double doors. It's, even if you know what this play is, because I could pop out anywhere along where this cage is, um, I get to take the fight on my own timing. Like a jack-in-the-box.
2: Who knows when you'll pop out. Any geometry
0: that allows you to immediately uncrouch and take a fight on your own timing, I think is way too strong. Especially when it's not,
2: this is the exact spot you need to be. Man, Cass, you and I are on the same wavelength right now. I was going to say the same thing. If it was like a singular, like, small box, that's one thing. But if it's anywhere along a line, it's just that much more difficult to be ready for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I'm I'm okay with it being a non-crouchable half wall, too. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have full cover pillars in each of the corners. Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, maybe if it was extended a little bit towards the middle from the pillars, or, like, the castle-y, the rooks of the castle, right? Like, maybe if it went, like, you know, call it five feet or whatever, five units, whatever units you want to come up with, right, towards the middle on each side. So, like, there's a little bit of wiggle room that you can have full coverage there. It's not like you literally need to be standing behind the rook, but, like... There is that open section in the middle that you would not be covered from, right? I, I, I think that would be fine, too. And then, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know exactly what they would need to do to fix it, but that, this map is fucking bad, and I think it needs to be, like, Yoru level reworked.
2: yeah yeah
0: this isn't like oh we can tune a little a few things here and a few things a few things there like whatever i think it needs a massive fucking overhaul seems to be put put back in the oven for a while yeah i don't know if we're ever gonna get that because i do think that it is totally fine in pro play yeah like i think in pro play the map is is fine um especially being a map that has an emphasis on longer range aim duels at which pros are just better than your average ranked person at and so there's more faith I guess in the rest of your team that like yeah they can take they're gonna get back kill yeah, yeah they can take get- this aim duel down mid and you know what if they're going up against Demon One, I don't expect them to win it. Maybe fifty percent of the time, but hey, like thirty to forty percent of the time, I got faith that they're going to win that fight. Whereas in a ranked game, if you get some rando just swinging out double doors. It's like ah, it's much like, more random, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.
2: It's
0: like is the Reina on my team fucking cracked or is she a bot?
1: Even if both know. if both of those players are standard gold plat players, like that fight is more random than it should be. It's not necessarily 50-50.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I guess the other thing which is like, we, we've we kind of discussed this in terms of people having to spread out more on defense uh, to watch their own avenue, but like, I find it is really really fucking hard to call for the rest of your team's utility on that map compared to any other map.
2: Yeah. Unless it's Viper like, oh, Utility, which hey, is, <laughs> you know, just toggle it on and off. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, but it's like, oh, hey, like, Silva, do you think you could drone me into A? And he's like, ah, oh, I'm actually, like, kind of in mid right now.
1: He's <laughs> so far away.
0: Yeah, it's like, it, it, it's gonna take me, like, 15 seconds to get over there. Probably 25, because nobody's watching B, so now I gotta, like be careful as I'm walking back towards caves to, like, make sure nobody's pushed out of B. Um, Oh, and I guess that's another thing that I haven't talked about yet, but, like, pushing out of B on defense is incredibly awkward due to that window. Yeah. Like, that window makes it incredibly awkward to get aggressive out of B.
1: You basically have to go elbow to be aggressive. The Reina classic. Yeah. Um, it's like,
0: yeah, you gotta go aggressive there. Oh, for any of you guys that play Cypher uh, who are listening to this, if you put your cam in elbow and you wait till about one thirty-four or one thirty-five on the clock uh, to check your cam, that's roughly the timing for when Reina will be pushed up in elbow if she decided to push off barrier I Remember that you said Reyna specifically. Will it will be Reyna. It will be Reyna. You know, yeah. But yes, it will be... I, I, I think Bahujan pointed this out in, in one of the videos I was watching on him covering somebody on Breeze. But, like, apparently Reynas just really fucking like to push elbow. Well,
2: oh, I really like to push elbow, so I don't know. If, am I a secret Reyna main? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I used to do it a fair amount on Chamber, too. But that's because there was yeah. that TP. That they
1: can probably back dismiss to. back to around the corner. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it just makes sense.
0: Yeah, but like, like can you're be able to most places. You push a caves, you can dismiss back around the corner.
1: No, but I'm not. Ba- I'm not saying back around like the. I'm I'm talking like the wooden boxes. Corner. Oh yeah, no no no, I know what you're
0: talking about. Yeah. I'm saying like if you push a caves, you could do that too. You could get all the way around into like a site. I don't. know, Yeah, like I I get what you're talking about. Like Rain have a very safe escape mechanism from there due mm-hmm. to just again map geometry. But like, yeah, it's awkward having to then, like, say I do want to get aggressive out of B, right? I got to get a teammate to hold window for me while I'm pushing B main, at which point they can't really help me push B main. So it's kind of a solo mission, unless you're getting three people to push out of B. And how much faith am I going to have in my teammate to win that long range duel at window?
1: They could have an op. If
0: they got an op, I'd probably have some decent... I'd have more faith in that, but also I've, I've whiffed my fair share of op shots on that window before, too, so...
2: Yeah.
0: You'll you feel like that one should be free, right? Mm-hmm. Like, th- there are a lot of peaks that if I have an op, and you don't use util, and you just swing me, this is free as fuck. See long for example. I'm winning that Ninety percent of the time, or I'm getting that kill ninety percent of the time.
1: Yo, I have you... two op kills this act. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like big if true. I don't know that window for some reason. Just it 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 should be free, but it's not. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like again, if I had a teammate who was pushing up, um. Who was pushing up into B. And I was holding window with an op. There are. Many more places. That I could be playing from. That would give me. Either uh, an off angle advantage. Or. A well I can just be in multiple different places. So you can't pre-aim me. Or pre-fire me as effectively. Um, but. You kind of have to be on that rear. Jump up box. To, or on top of like the back rook um to safely take that fight just because it's at a distance at which i probably want to be on the second zoom level and i then can't see the close-up angle so i need to be protected from the close up or i need to be not visible from somebody swinging close to op window yeah and so yeah that just makes it again it's one of those things that ends up being awkward whereas. Take Haven Sea Long, for example. I can be in many more places so you don't know exactly where to pre-aim or where to be expecting me. And there's only one place you can be swinging me from. It's not like I can get swung from up close and from far away. But yeah, Breeze sucks.
1: Yeah. While while I was on this uh, weird... I mean, not weird. We do this all the time. um, Mm -hmm. Tracker... Uh, looking at my stats tangent um the outlaw is my best gun this act stats wise what do you mean what stats are you looking at
0: yeah yeah, yeah, sorry you gotta you you got a
1: little you gotta go a little bit more into that (laughs) it's not it's not it uh it depends on what stats you're looking at obviously but um headshot percentage adr and uh longest kill Wow! So, th- three out of the six categories... Yeah, headshot percentage is arguably not
2: what you want with the Outlaw.
0: Uh, I mean... Um, arguably.
2: Arguably. It depends on what round you're using it in, but it's not the best gun to buy if you're sp- trying for headshots.
1: I feel
0: like... Okay, the Outlaw sits in that in-between one, whereas like when I'm looking at a gun, like... The Sheriff, for example, right... It's like, having a really high headshot percentage is exactly what I am looking for. Yes, And even with the marshal, more often than not, with the marshal, I want a really high headshot percentage. For example, I've got a 75% headshot rate this act. Quite good. Mm -hmm. But, like, round two with the marshal, I'm not looking to hit heads. Like, I'm looking to hit body. The outlaw is kind of weird in terms of... Yeah, round two, I'm looking to hit body. If I check their economy and I notice that they're at um, whatever that threshold is where they probably won't have full shields, then I might be looking for bodies again. But the Marshal is also a, or sorry, the Outlaw is also a gun that I am most likely going to carry into future rounds until I die. The marshal is typically, I'm buying this round two, yeah. say we win round three, I most likely get a gun upgrade, and therefore don't have the marshal anymore, at which point I'm going up against, like, fully armored targets. Whereas with the outlaw, it's often, ah, well, I have this outlaw, I made use of this outlaw, and I know that going into the next round, there are I'm going to be going up against fully armored targets, but there's no gun upgrade available for me here. And it's good enough that I'm not going to just throw it off the map and then buy a Vandal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think really, really the ADR is the stat that matters there, which it is kind of by far my highest ADR when I um, have an outlaw in my hands for the round.
0: How many rounds do you have it for, though?
1: I don't know. But I will tell you that the big caveat is this, is I have four outlaw kills. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: also, if you have a high headshot percentage with it, the outlaw headshot does, like, what? Like, 245? Something like that?
0: Two, mm. 256. Yeah, yeah a lot a lot of that's damage.
2: boosting your ADR by a good bit. You mm-hmm. know what else? Yeah. I have a 60% headshot rate with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with that
1: when you hit
0: somebody in the body, and then you hit him in the head.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. You, just you get a lot of ADR for that. Yeah. yeah. Adding the stats.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah. So my also yeah. This the top top kills is Vandal with two ninety four. The second most kills forty six.
0: God damn. Hey, I actually have more Phantom kills than Vandal kills this act.
1: Look at you going. No, oh, no. Yeah, followed
0: I have... by Operator and then Outlaw.
1: Yeah, I have more
2: Vandal than Phantom Kills, but that is solely because of (laughs) Kurunami. That's the reason why I've been spam buying the the Vandal.
1: Yeah, Kurunami I'm picking up every time I see it on the ground. Hunter laughed at me the other day when I went for the skin upgrade, because I don't usually do that. I feel like it's out of character. Mm, Very in character for me, but for Chase, I was surprised. Yeah, he actually he made a comment in chat, like or in in game, like I picked it yeah. up and he goes, "Oh, okay." <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And then that had like uh, one mag, and that was it. It had like no extra ammo in it. It had
1: less ammo. Yeah, than but the we one won the side. round, and I carried it into the next. So fucking yeah. worth it.
2: Yeah, it's certainly it's certainly not like you know you know someone who you could have just requested that gun off of. Does <laughs> it
1: doesn't matter? I, that one was free on the ground. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've gotten way better at dislike.
0: Picking up guns. And making use of them. Yeah. Like. I get a kill on somebody. or I am in a spray battle. Nobody dies. I don't. And I'm just going to use. um. Uh, I'm going to use B-Side Split. I'm pushing out of garage here. Right. I'm in a spray battle with someone who's like behind pillar, kind of like default box area. Right? Um, I don't get don't get the kill. Neither of us do. Uh, but they fall back and then I swing out and take a fight with somebody who's um kinda of by that box. You know what I'm talking about? That's like kinda nearish to hell, but like kitty corner from hell. Oh okay. Say I take a fight with somebody who's there, right? And I kill them pretty quick. But now my gun doesn't have a lot of ammo in it. I'm getting a lot better at Instead of reloading my gun, I just push up and grab their gun. hmm And, like, especially if I know... Like, e- even if I'm gonna have to reload one of the two guns anyway... Like, I've gotten a lot better at knowing, like... Oh, you know, like, I sprayed a smoke earlier in this round. Like, I'm down a whole clip. Like, I should just grab this other person's gun. They probably haven't sprayed a whole clip into a smoke. Um, and I've noticed that, like, they're... There are there's one clip in particular in which I got an ace on split and I used four different rifles that round.
2: That's wild. Yeah, in that the process wild. of
0: getting the ace.
2: <laughs> it feels really good to do that as well.
0: hmm. But yeah, it's just like I that, that's something that like when I first started playing like a hundred percent, even if I know that this gun on the ground has full ammo, unless I considered it to be like, ooh, skin upgrade. I was just reloading my own gun. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I make skin downgrades for ammo, so I don't have to reload. But yeah. Um, Okay, one last topic here that I wanted to to cover is uh, do you guys think of any other just like ridiculously OP ability combos? There's obviously the Fade Raise combo.
2: Oh, I don't remember if I've discussed this on Pod, but something that you don't see super often just because Breach is... Well, first of all, these are alts. Second of all, uh, Breach isn't super common in ranked, and Brim is reasonably common, but still often you'll have other smokers. But Breach alting multiple people and then Brim alting them is just like one of the best alt combos
1: there is. I mean, secondary to that and only using one ult is Sage Slow Brim ult. That's
2: true as well. Super yeah. fucking
1: fun to do when you when you hit that correctly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess you could, like... You could do the same with Fade, too, with C's ult. Yeah, I, I wonder if you could have, like,
0: a Sage lineup that lands, like, the exit, like, the back exit of U-Haul.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and then you alt you haul and it's like, the sage flow is stopping you from getting out in time. And if you
2: push forward, you're pushing into like three of us. And you also have a Brim Molly lineup that lands right as the alt is going off to cover the other exit. So even if you're not watching, even if you, you know, lose the duel, they still have to run yeah, through the yeah, alt yeah. and the molly.
0: Um, that's another I've always liked the uh, the KJ lockdowns that leave a little gap that the that the person is in Yeah, I fucking you love doing all that.
2: that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. Uh Haven A is probably like that retake. Killjoy ult is probably the most uh common example of that, but I know that yeah, like Yeah,
1: so ma- so many free kills off of ulting that and oh, and yeah. same on uh on
0: Mhm.
1: Like mm-hmm. on the retake KJ ult for um for Ascent. I mean the attack
0: one. What's the retake one?
1: Same. Well, you're not often retaking from garage. I feel like. I guess. I guess sometimes you are. No, I'm. i saying if you, uh, if you put it like switch or something, if you put a switch,
0: it covers all the boathouse. Does it? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it probably does. If you put
0: if you put it, if you put your KJ old switch, like they're fucked.
1: Yeah, there's some retake one too. I don't know mm-hmm. where it, where it's maybe it's just from CT, but okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The. I'm thinking, like, a Fade alt with either, like, Yoru slash Omen alt would be really good. Mm-hmm. Just because Fade alt deafens everyone. It's like, especially if the Yoru alts, like, earlier. Right?
1: And, well, you can't hear them, like, come out of their ult near yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: if the Yoru yeah. alts earlier, but then you get Fade alted, it's like... So you don't even
2: really think about it. I
0: man. don't. I'm not even getting the voice line from the Yoru alting. The Yoru just pops out of his alt, just fucking blam blam.
2: Wait a minute. Um, I'm just realizing. Do you hear enemy voice lines if you're fade alted? I think so. I think so.
0: I think if you're fade alted and then like an Omen alt, you would hear the scatter.
1: Is that, no, what's the voice line? Is it not scatter? Uh, I, no, I wasn't probably. joking. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Who's this? Watch them run. I
1: don't. I don't know. Is
2: it? <laughs> watch them run is the ally omen alt line. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. 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 Um. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you would still get the voice line for that. But if the Yoru alts early, right, and then the Fade alt comes through, and then he just comes out of the Fade alt, it's like I would die to that so fucking easily. <laughs>
2: That's true. I haven't I feel like Fade is just not super common in ranked either, such that I don't get to experience that very much.
1: Yeah, you don't see a lot of fade right now.
2: At all. Yeah. Because yeah, if I'm staring at someone's back in Yoru Ult and they're I can tell if they're fade ulted. Unless they just mm-hmm. happen to turn as I on ult, that's the freest kill of
1: all time. Yeah. I mean fade's one of those characters that we're not seeing a lot, but I also don't think she's underpowered.
2: Yeah, and a lot of that does come to you, you know, the topic of this discussion, which is that a lot of her stuff is best when comboed with other things. So, you know, yeah. if you, you bump her too much, the combos would just be absurd.
0: I I feel like you don't see a lot of fade because Sky was just super fucking meta, and there's the trickle-down effect from pro play. Well, I mean, also...
2: It could be, but Astra. Okay, yeah. but Astra's annoying. yeah. Well, yeah, like, like, yeah, I was going to say that. that like, it's not just the trickle-down, but also the fact that Sky is relatively easy as well to play.
0: Mm-hmm. But also, even when Astro was meta, like I'd see more Astros in-game. Now if I see an Astro, it's like, a, oh, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, no, def- that's definitely a product of trickle-down. Yeah but whereas, even like, even still like you didn't see Astra's in every game in gold when Astra is meta in pro just
2: because yeah, and, and you did see
1: every one, an Astra in every pro game right right. But, and yeah. that's that's because Astra is a whole another situation of being yeah, yeah. To play and annoying
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. um yeah now that now that icebox is back on the menu like in the uh in the challenger circuit that was going on these last like 2 3 days uh, I saw a lot of people die trying to plant Spike on Icebox A due to Viper Molly Sova shock dart. Oh, oh yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's that's back on the menu.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sova, unfortunately, is not back on the menu for me, I've realized. I've mm. um, played into the brim. You know, I'm, I'm committing to the brim, but also fucking hate playing brim on Icebox, I realize, too. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where to smoke. To I just—I guess I haven't done it enough because when Icebox was last in the pool, I was just always Sova. Um, but the, I played the first couple games on Sova, and I was like, I hate this. Like, I can't play Sova anymore. So let like let's just go for the comfort pick of Brim, and then now I don't know where to smoke. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, yeah, it it just takes time. I guess mm-hmm. either way, but I feel like committing to the Brim is the safer option. Yeah, the. Yeah,
0: I don't know what the fuck I want to do in Icebox. It's like... I might just end up going back to playing chat. But... Yeah, it's like... The chamber TP setups are... Eh. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like... They're just not great anymore.
2: The double um, TP, was, you could do some nasty stuff on this. But, oh,
0: yeah, the double TP you know. was great. But, like, the double TP was great on any map.
2: path. <laughs> yeah, true,
1: true. Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the, the... Just having that one TP anchor doesn't leave you a lot of good escape avenues. Like, you can often just get rushed down or trapped somewhere. Um, and the trip radius isn't quite long enough for me to play Perhaps where I would want to play, and then also trip off something complimentary, like tube. Um, Yeah. Or whatever, it's like, I guess a chamber I can play A on top of that, like, server box or that headshot angle, and then have my trip, like, in mid. Kinda. But, like... I don't know. I did like the Omen, but again, the Omen was reliant on having somebody else who is actually playing smokes. A Viper yeah. or a Harbor. The Harbor actually worked best because I realized I tried it in a game with a Viper. And the I Viper was isn't just really a primary
2: smoker. Yeah. yeah,
0: Viper is not primary smoker. Viper is the secondary smoker, which is the role that I'm trying to play. Yeah. Whereas like on on Breeze, for example, I feel like Omen would be the secondary smoker.
1: But it's yeah. like I feel
0: like on 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 a uh, an ice box, like that wall always goes down B, mostly because there's no good A wall anyway. And so it's like even if you were going to hard hit A, it's like there's no real point in having the wall here. Like there's, I feel like there's nothing really great that you could cut off with the wall that really helps out. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, the most you're cutting off is screens.
0: Yeah. And it's like you could do that with an orb.
1: It's going to be interesting to see what we pick
2: for our comp on Icebox when we do it in Premiere.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I feel like is this the first we're playing Icebox in Premiere? Could be. Yeah, it, I think it is.
2: I'm I'm taking a look right now to see if maybe we would have is played it this in the coming first week. Season. No, no, it's I, I just okay. took a look at that as well. It's Sunset this week.
0: Yeah, okay, so we I mean... have, we have
2: not played Icebox in Premiere. I think it's the only map that we haven't until now.
0: I might just not
2: play just, is, that, is that the end? Yeah. <laughs> is that the end? Of that I'm going to dodge that week. Yeah.
0: Also, I'll say I'm, like, I'm going to be in Australia for two weeks. So it yeah, might just yeah, be the weeks that I'm not here.
1: Yeah. We'll see who we're playing with and figure out mm-hmm, the best yeah. agents. But, you know, I mean, I am fine playing Sova. Like I still have a couple lineups and stuff, but I, I just don't feel comfortable on it right now. So. I've also only played three games on Icebox, and I have zero wins. (laughs) Uh, I've won at least one game on Icebox. Let's see. And a minus 63 damage delta.
0: Oh, I'm 0-4 on Icebox. Yeah. I'm, fifty-three.
2: I'm one in three, but with my best ADR and delta damage of any map, uh, due to me playing Reyna on Icebox and doing reasonably well, also. That's crazy. I yeah. I um, love playing Reyna on Icebox. There's just something about the the angles and the
1: fights you can take. It's just an absolute blast. Um, between Icebox yeah. and my best map, I have a damage delta delta of ninety-four. <laughs> wow!
2: Battery low.
0: I wonder if I'm still just a chamberman, because the only map that I play chamber on anymore now is Lotus.
1: Mm-hmm. And I have the best stats on Lotus. I'm one in five this act. So oh, I'm I don't one know, in I don't one know one where right. you've been, but
0: <laughs> hey, well, I, I'm not like I'm one in one on that map, but my stats are pretty good.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Do my bind ascent and split are cooking? Apparently, nice. my
0: bind breeze and ascent are cooking.
1: Oh, your bri- oh, that's from
0: those
2: solo queue games.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, my breeze is solo from those solo queue games in which, like,
2: you just there got, was no your teammates. Yeah, yeah, like
0: there was no losing those games.
2: Yeah, for me, ascent, bind, and split. I have um, eleven
1: wins, one loss combined. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, between those same three maps, I have uh, 15 wins, 2 losses. Mm. Even better. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> how many... Fu-
1: oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. That makes sense. I was like, how the fuck do you have so many games? And then I realized that I can't play with you guys on my main.
1: You can play with me on my main. I can play and, with you. And I Hunter can now. Play with you now.
0: Yeah. Oh, can I play with Hunter? Yeah, you yeah, can play with both have been gold us. for like we'll, we'll a both week and a yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess if we're just ever playing with anybody else, then I can't. Right, right. Yeah. Also,
2: while that Alex
1: is in now, gold,
0: <laughs> I am now the <laughs> highest ranked player in the Drunk Valorant server. I can't no. believe you are Whoa. the highest
1: ranked player in our premier team. Oh yeah, that is true. Oh, Cates is in gold as well. Cates is in like Kate's is in, Kate's in, like, silver, Kate's Kate's. in silver. Wow.
2: Let's go. Oh! Yeah, wait a minute. Cass, that means... I'm the ringer! <laughs> yeah, Cass, that means by a <laughs> okay, very... Okay, let's
1: look at our last premiere games and see if that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I, that means we can summon a rule from the the, uh, the Drunk in server that hasn't been relevant in over two years, which is that uh, you could change your name to the Gold Salad Sauce, and Alex could be removed from being the immortal Kotaro. Because that was the rule that I set that the highest ranked member of the server would get to have their rank in their username, and yeah, that has that not been true, relevant. You should take advantage of that. It would be
1: yeah. I get what you are. <laughs> plat. you're plat. Yeah. Oh, you're plat. Yeah, you're the, right, right, the, okay. the plat, solid sauce. And yeah, yeah. Now it's get removed. Gets the immortal codero, codero is removed yeah. entirely. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that has not happened in years. I- I'm going to do that right now. Like that, that yeah. has to happen. <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought, oh, this is going to be a I fun way, way, way as we crown. like, because like when I you're fris- going to lose
1: that crown very quickly, and oh, to be I'm honest, you might have so already. Quickly. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's so funny. Uh, I yeah, that that's honestly surprising, but also he is going to so quickly get through. Like he'll just quadruple rank up from oh yeah, yeah. gold to diamond. Okay, no, Cass, history- would you like it to be the plat Cass or plat Cass?
0: Uh oh oh it was well just change it back to like
1: no just you have to say, it has to be the platinum the salad sauce yeah okay or something like, it back or the... to, like
0: the salad sauce or whatever cuz yeah it was only we only changed that when Kevin's girlfriend was or like oh, I right, only put it right. as my name when Kevin's girlfriend was there and didn't know who we all were but also yeah looking at Alex's like recent uh game history it's just exclusively match
2: mvps <laughs> oh wait! So has he? Has he promoted? No,
0: no, no. He's still in. He's still in gold. Just because he hasn't played any games to get out of gold, but like he's probably gonna double rank up and just take. Oh, that round quite, back. quite easily.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, the last time he was ranked, he was in diamond two, which is a rank that I have never been to.
1: All right, it's official. The change has been made. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel i feel like that's something that alex is going to take as a challenge and immediately yeah. rank up. like he's gonna be oh, like yeah. oh okay now that i like as soon as we tell him that that's happened because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because uh, basically alex was hovering between
2: gold and plat when i first had this idea to make that the rule and i was like oh we're probably gonna you know have people go back and forth and you know take the crown and then Alex went to Diamond, and I was like, oh, shoot, that's uh, a lot tougher. And then he got to well, Immortal, with, with I was in like, that damn. same
1: episode, he was in Immortal.
2: Oh, he yeah, like, he had he, one he, episode where he grinded hard and improved a ton. And I think that's the same episode where he met Gates, actually. But, yeah.
1: And it yeah. all went downhill from there. I mean, it's probably <laughs> also been a thing
0: that, like... I was the only person, all of, like, last act, that could play with him on his main. Yeah. And so it's like, oftentimes he just won't be on his main account when oh, yeah. we're playing, right. because he can't be. Um, and then when you, once you're in Diamond, like, the rank restrictions get tighter. And so there was a time where we were, er, he was in Diamond 2 and I was in Plot 2, and then I deranked down to Plot 1 when we lost a game, and I couldn't play with him on his main anymore. Because it's like one hard rank up and down. Yeah. Um instead of giving you the flexibility within those ranks. So, yeah, well, that's about all I got. Any, you guys have any closing remarks?
1: No, I think that's, uh, we talked enough about Breeze for an episode, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, actually, just one one last thing, um, the, the, the Challenger series that's been going on, like, the open qualifier for the Challengers, uh, was actually really cool to watch. Um, especially because they're playing on the Sky nerfed patch, which Riot might renege on this, but I think somebody from Riot came out and said that the kickoff tournament for Tier 1 is going to be played on the old Sky patch.
2: That seems ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Which is fucking stupid, but I think they might have made that decision after...
1: There was, what like, the a teams. lot of backlash from the yeah. Tier 1 scene, like, coaches and IGLs, etc., that were like, this is way too close to the season to be making major, like, meta changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bunch of teams that were like, hey, we just got our roster last week, so we're okay, let's keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, who knows how that'll be. But seeing the, seeing the Sky Nerf in action was really interesting because it's very much gone back to a double initiator meta. Like, you're seeing mm. a lot of other initiators in games now. Um, That's fun. Interestingly enough, uh, I think it was Blate who brought this up, but um, uh, the team Leap brought out a triple Sentinel comp for Icebox. Mm. Lost both games in OT. I think both of them were... I think they lost both games that they brought it out on in overtime, but like, they played Chamber, Killjoy, and Sage. And then a Sova and a Viper.
1: That is a wild comp. Which
0: is a fucking wild You're playing three and a half Sentinels. Yeah. Maybe three Sentinels if you consider Chamber a half Sentinel. Um two yeah. plus point five plus point five, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also the um What is it? Uh, the player for Elite Son of Car is fucking disgusting. Like in that Icebox game, in overtime, uh, two attack rounds in a row, he got a uh, he got aces to keep his team in the game.
2: Yeah, Cass told me that, and I said, I don't sick. think I've ever seen that in a pro game, back-to-back aces. Yeah,
1: two back-to-back aces in OT
2: is nuts. Yeah. yeah, Cass was saying at one point he thought Kang Kang had back-to-back aces, but not in OT, and I can't even remember back-to-back aces at all, but in OT just takes it to... to I, I could level, see right? Kang
1: Kang doing that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like, like I remember that.
0: Yeah, it's not entirely back to back because they played a defensive round in between. Oh,
1: yeah, it's it's back to back on offense in OT. Yeah, to keep them in the game. Oh, so yeah. it's that's not. Yeah,
0: so it's not truly back to back, but like it's two out of two, three rounds. Yeah, yeah, two backs against the wall aces to keep his team in the game.
2: Yeah, that's still that was pretty that yeah. Right, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Right. Okay. Up. Well.
0: With that, we'll drink with you later.